Welcome back to the Yukon Gold Podcast with Will S. Uh, we are talking about creating a sustainable future uh, for everyone on planet Earth. Uh, we help people to reach their full potential by delivering the gold standard in renewable energy design, education, and installation. Uh, talking about alternate alternative ways of living uh, off the grid um, via solar, wind, hydro, uh, methane, gas, right? Uh, there are just, there's different ways of living your life. Um, we don't all need to live in cities. And as the, you know, as the world progresses, we're going to start coming back towards that. So today, uh, I just wanted to talk about a little bit more about the uh, homesteading program and the history of homesteading uh, in Canada. So, you know, if you know, if you were, you know, uh, alive during the 1800s, um, there was a program in Canada where you would actually be granted a uh, homestead. So until 1900, the year 1900, the Canadian West had remained largely underpopulated. So the federal government began an intensive program offering cheap land and social and religious freedom. At the turn of the century, a homesteading entry cost $10 for a 160-acre piece of land, and the title to that property could be obtained after three years, provided that settlers lived on the land at least six months out of each of their first three years in Canada, and that they cultivated at least 40 acres of the land on their homestead and built a house on their property. If the initial 160 acres was not sufficient, the adjoining quarters could be purchased at a rate of $3 per acre. Most homes were crudely constructed of self-cut logs. Grain farming quickly became the foundation of the new settlers to Western Canada, but not without difficulty. Settlers had to clear the land in order to begin sowing their crops, in many cases using only awkwardly fashioned implements and what they had brought with them from their homelands. While the first farming implements were simple, they helped early farmers to establish their new homesteads and support their families. Here, yeah, so... This is how the Canadian West was primarily settled, uh, basically up until the 1930s. And then there was even programs going uh, as far as 1970. Um, the only place left in Canada where this is still possibility um, is the Yukon. So since the 1980s, in the last 30 years, it has handed out over 333 uh, land grants, totaling 3,351 hectares of agricultural land. So about 35 times the size of Vancouver Stanley Park. So the main, the main requirement 
is that you have to have a farm development plan and a minimum of 60% of the land must be cleared, broken, seeded, and in crop production. Which is, you know, pretty, pretty cool. You know, it's, I mean, it's a lot of work, obviously. Um, but you can get up to six. Yeah, so the minimum application is six hectares and the maximum of 65 hectares. So basically a quarter section. And then again, the requirements are you must be Canadian citizen or have permanent resident status. You must have resided in the Yukon for one year prior and you are at least 19 years of age. So. As long as you have your paperwork in order, um, you enter into an agreement for sale. Uh, you get the land legally surveyed, and then you must pay for the development costs. And then over the course of seven years, uh, whatever the value of the land is, that's how much improvements you need to make to it. Um, I am still in the process of trying to, to navigate all this, but I am going to link all of this information in the description. Um, once again, uh, if you're interested in learning more, you should go to, uh, the website, www.yukongoldenergy.com. Uh, I'm going to have a page there where people can sign up to be part of the Yukon Gold partnership. Uh, I am, yeah, I am just the messenger here, uh, letting people know that there are, you know, places where you can, you know, be granted, you know, be granted a spot. Uh, oops, there we go. Right. It's all about finding what works for you. Yeah, we're all we're all working towards you know what our what our life purpose is, what our life goals are. Um, you know, for myself, that is. You know, a piece of property um, that I can develop into a, a working a working homestead. Um, I've looked at the prospects in British Columbia, um, and it's just it's just not as feasible here as it once was. Um, 
So what you'd have to do to get your application going, submit your application to the agricultural branch of the Department of Energy, Mines and Resources of the Yukon government or the relative government of the territory you've chosen. Again, the application should include a farm development plan and you normally have 60 days to submit the plan. Uh, these lots generally go up for sale every, every year. Um, there are, yeah, there's, there's lots of ways to, to, um, you know, to, to do something right. You know, and it's uh, it's important now more than ever, realistically, that we we start coming back to the you know a more simpler way of uh, of being and doing things. It's uh, you know it's just the way the way I think God intended us to live. Um, a little bit more here about the Yukon Territory. Um, the Yukon is found on the northwestern side of Canada. It is the area of high plateaus and mountains. It shares borders to the east with the Northwest Territories and the south of British Columbia in the United States of Alaska. It's basically a giant triangle. Um, the Yukon is known for its abundance of mineral wealth, sparse population, and large areas of unspoiled wilderness. Over two-thirds of the total population of Yukon live in Whitehorse, this is capital city. Uh, nearly one-third of the population is of Aboriginal origin. Uh, there are actually 14 First Nations groups in the entirety of the Yukon. I'm learning more about that as well. Uh, the rest of the population is made up of European descendants of mixed Aboriginal or mixed Aboriginal and immigrant descent. Um, So the Yukon slogan is larger than life, les plus grands que nature, which is French for the bigger than nature. <laughs> uh, apparently there is a sizable French population in Whitehorse as well. Uh, let's just do a quick search on that. So yeah, so apparently in the Yukon, uh, the Francophone community has grown to over 1,500 native French speakers. Most live in the capital of Whitehorse, uh, which has a wide range of, a, a wide range of French language services. Uh, the territory Francophone, nine or ten of them are from other countries or other parts of Canada, account for about five percent of the population. The Association franco yukonaise uh, plays a leading role in the Yukon's francophone community. 
and is distinct from the pioneers of European descent who settled the traditional lands of the Dene, Igishan, and Tengit in the fur trade area. Many Francophones who took part in the Klondike Gold Rush, uh, given its lack given its lack of French language infrastructure, most of these pioneers eventually left the Yukon or were anglicized. So more than a thousand Francophones live in White Horse or surrounding area. Many attend Friday coffee meetings at the Centre de la Francophonie, which houses the Association franco yukanaise and the French-language newspaper L'Aurore Boreal, uh, and the group that advocates for Francophone women. Yeah, this is, uh, this is pretty cool. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'm mentally and physically, um, getting prepared. This is why I'm doing more of this podcast right now. Uh, as I educate myself, I'm trying to educate other people on the, you know, the, the merits of moving to a, you know, a new, a relatively untouched territory. Um, I'm going to, you know, keep looking, uh, for a suitable, suitable, a suitable, um, a suitable land grant, um, I'm always, yeah, I'm always on the look for, for, uh, you know, prime, prime land. Um, right now I'm kind of looking in the, uh, the Karkosh, Karkosh Tagish area, uh, just because I think in the next 10 years here, um, there's going to be a potential for uh, electrical grid tie-ins. Um, I know there's a lot of projects going through uh, the Yukon government and Yukon Energy uh, Corporation uh, because, once again, uh, the Yukon is a isolated electrical grid from the rest of North America. And they're always looking at building and stacking uh, renewable renewable capacity to their grid. So the more the more than the more you know, the more the more we can you know we can be self-sustaining. Uh, right now. Actually, if I was to, yeah, so if you were in the Yukon right now, you could actually apply up for up to $5,000 uh, towards their micro generation program for your rebate, either photovoltaic, wind or hydro, biomass, thermal. Uh, so a rebate is $800 per kilowatt of generating capacity to a maximum of 5000 per system. Um I will put all these links in the description. And this is an addition, I guess, to the Canadian Greener Home Grant, uh, which I've been talking about uh, 
ad nauseum, so all the time. Uh, so, and then also there's another one for domestic hot water systems. So, yeah, so for the most part, the Yukon is very, a very friendly, a very friendly place to, you know, consider, consider moving. Um, I don't know, as a young, as a young person like myself, um, I'm kind of fed up with the current state of affairs, uh, here in British Columbia and Alberta or Western Canada. And so for me, this is part of a larger seven to 10 year plan. If you, again, once again, if you want to be part of this and you want to get in touch with me, uh, just go to the, uh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to put my link tree, um, in the description of every, all my episodes now. So my link tree will be the best place to get a hold of me. You can message me there either at the Daily Taoist, the Dubner Bloomer podcast, or the Yukon Gold Twitter. Uh, any of those accounts uh, will directly get a hold of me. If you would like to be part of the part, part of the partnership, uh, definitely consider joining the, the Telegram group and the Discord page. Again, there are going to be links in the description. Uh, so wherever you are in the world, Western Canada, uh, the United States, Europe, uh, wherever you're getting this platform, this podcast, uh, do not hesitate to reach out. Uh, I am definitely looking for uh, skilled tradespeople, uh, professionals um, of all sorts, whether that be medical, accounting, um, real estate expert people, uh, people who are, yeah, looking, looking to build a collective community and be part of something bigger and greater than themselves. Um, if that sounds like it's up your alley and you're looking for, you know, a five to 10 year or five to 10 year project and you want to be part of it, uh, get in touch and we'll figure out the details. Uh, have yourself a great and prosperous day. Uh, namaste uh, from Will S. and the Yukon Gold Partnership. Cheers.